You're listening to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Rossi and Trent. It's the peak of tournament season, and the guys talk about the best ways to prepare for a tournament and how to set yourself up for success. Butterflies, baby, butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. It's it's a it's a, you know I throughout my career I for sure thought that there would be a day that I just was such a boss that you know I'd roll into the tournament lake and it would be no different than you know than a practice set or whatever happens yeah. at home and you know I think a lot of people really get hung up in the fact that it isn't and that it's not supposed to feel this way and i think that's a that's just a really th- you know the 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 punchline to probably all of this whole episode really is it's never going to feel the same it isn't supposed to and that's totally okay all yeah. right so that's the thing that i would just say right off the bat is is so important for all of our listeners to understand that even as a pro you're going to be fired up coming in it is different. You're going to have anxiety or, or some, you know, some interpretation of that, right? Like butterflies or any of those things. And really just to tell yourself that this is okay to have, this is a normal thing to have. It's really how you choose to interpret and react to these feelings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, And I think, um, why would, why, why would you want it to feel the same? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, um, why would you have traveled across the country or around the globe or across the state or, or even just across town? Like, you know, you're, you're doing it for a reason. Like it's, um, it's kind of like, you know, there's something good for your soul to challenge yourself in, you know, stressful environments is why it's why we do any of this. And I think like, that's, I think if, you know, if we're going to start with a, just a brief, what not to do, I think that's, that's where I, um, admittedly blew it for so long was, was, was pretending that it wasn't different, pretending that, that I wasn't feeling the feelings that I was feeling for not, you know, pretending that they weren't there and trying to like push them aside. And, and because, you know, I watched the competitors around me and they all seem so cool that I, I, I figured that, you know, I didn't, I didn't appreciate the fact that they were, you know, kind of like the, uh, you know, the, the duck's feet paddling like hell below the surface, you know, cause it looked like they were just so cruisy. So what, well, let's just back it up then before you get to the tournament, Rossi, you said something last week when we were skiing together that I thought was really cool. And it resonated with me too, with that, you know, even in practice, you, you recognize you know, and, and they're on a different level, but you recognize the nervous energy that you're feeling or, or the, you know, or the, just the nervousness of, of, of skiing day to day with, with, you know, with, with beat your ski partner or whoever. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's probably uh, just as big a thing to talk about is mm-hmm. being aware of being aware of how you're actually feeling all the time. I mean, these are, these are journeys I'm on as a, as a growing human as well, but you know, I'm, I'm just more, more in tune right now with, you know, being a parent and, and going through different stages of parenthood and, and different stages of my life, you know, I'm, I'm recognizing what, you know, one of the first things I ask myself is what am I feeling? Why am I feeling? And is this real or is this not? These are questions, you know, that I have to process through myself. So, you know, uh, we were skiing not too long ago and, you get used to whoever's in the boat that you have at home. 
And then all of a sudden, you know, or maybe even it is at home and somebody else jumps in the boat. And for some of you listeners, you're like, oh yeah, big deal, whatever. And for some of us else, it, it becomes different. Sometimes when I have a student in the boat or I have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for in this case that we're talking about, you know, two different pros jump in the boat with a, you know, with a high level driver driving me. And all of a sudden, I mean, even though I'm at a comfortable lake, I'm thinking to myself, this feels different. I have, I have yeah. more people here. Is it different? Theoretically, no. But the reality is, do I, do I, how do I interpret this information? Right? Like, do I, it's real because I'm feeling it. Now, what do I do with it? You know, and yeah. I think that's something that's really important to, to understand. I mean, I've always told people to make sure that if you want to be a tournament skier, that you should get out of your box more often than not, whether that be skiing more tournaments or if more tournaments aren't available to you, then getting out of your box and going maybe across town to someone else's ski lake and skiing with them out of the blue, not, not in a tournament to, to kind of put yourself into these, these positions. So yeah, create those scenarios. So do you, like, let's go back to your example then. Um, cause you know, you talked about identifying, so that, you know, that example of all of a sudden, okay, there's a couple of really good skiers that aren't usually in the boat while, while I'm skiing. So is that, so is that sudden, that, that spike in, in, in energy or nervous energy, is that because of suddenly, um, like change, a change in, in, in expectations in terms of outcome? It's well, like, exactly. I need to ski good now instead of just wanting to ski good? No, I think it, well... I actually think that it's the first, right? I yeah. want to ski good because I want to show these individuals how good yeah. I am or to uh, justify all the hours I have on the on the water or if we want to just cut right to the chase. As much as I'd like to say that, you know, ego doesn't play a role in it. Yeah, I don't want to go out there and, and flail in front of people and I don't, you know, or, or not ski up to my expectations. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, after after I ski, you know, you you make comments to me like, you know, that well, let's say after that last set, you're like, man, so many people just want to jump in the boat and watch you ski. Meanwhile, you know, it maybe it wasn't my greatest set or or any of that, but from inside, I believe that really what it comes from is my desire to show all of my hard work, my progressions, and yeah. and hopefully, you know, go out there and perform well. And so that, that, I that's think kind of the goal. Y- yeah. Right. And so I think maybe that, so there's, if we're going to like, like, you know, set off some, maybe to some steps or some key thoughts of, to help control, I don't want to say control, but to, you know, to help manage some of that nervous energy when on tournament day is, is, is exactly that. And you said two things, or I said one, you said the other one being expectations, um, in that, let's just say, you know, let's say you're rolling into nationals this morning, you know, you're, your expectations on that morning really aren't any different or any more dire than they were on, let's just say on the Wednesday afternoon that you skied with your buddies um, leading up to the tournament, you, you know, you still expected to, to perform. And, and when you get to the tournament, it doesn't matter how big the tournament is, you're not expecting or you shouldn't be expecting to outperform or overperform yourself either. So expectations really shouldn't, they shouldn't change because you never expect to ski poorly. Um, and then I think the other one you you um, said it, and I think it's probably the most maybe it's the most important one. And and you would say ego. 
right? I mean, if, if, if you were able, all of us, if we are able to just sort of, you know, be in check with, with, with a certain level of humility, uh, put egos aside, then it's, then that there's that one less thing drawing on your energy, um, source or your, or your resources, um, one less thing, you know, getting, you're interfering with the, with the potential outcome. I think that, I think, um, humility or, or, or checking your ego is, is a, is a, you know, that's probably a, a great one. Um, whether it, you know, the scenario that, that we're talking about now, or whether it's nationals, you, you know, cause it's funny. Um, I, uh, and you were there too, Rossi. I, I flew to London one year for the Prince's Pro, which is was just one of the most legendary tournaments. Um, and round one, da 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 da, da fell off at thirty eight, and you know, drastically underperformed. And 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 as you know, terrible as I felt, um, a fellow pro skier and friend Nick Parsons, um, in 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 a manner that only he could have come up with. He you know he just said. Trent, you, you realize that like you're you're literally the only one here that cares that you skied poorly. So if you're embarrassed, don't be embarrassed because honestly, by in by lunchtime, no one's gonna even remember what you scored. I mean <laughs> so that's wise, wise words right there. And, <laughs> and and you you know the thing is though, is that did did that resonate with you? In the moment, it was probably too cloudy, but but moving forward from from that moment forward, one hundred percent, right, one hundred percent. I was like, oh, because then I look around, I'm like, oh yeah, like so and so, whoever might have been like Miss Thirty Nine. I still know he's one of the best skiers in the world. Yeah, so they're probably, you know, these the the people on shore and your fellow competitors. They're not being as judgmental as you might think. You know, you you. Uh, it's kind of like a that it's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason because it you know it holds so true. Is that you're you're there really? You're there for yourself only. Even if you're in a scenario where there's you know sponsors backing you or family backing you, um, your parents backing you. You know, when it comes down to it, it's it's just about you anyway. You know, in that moment. I'm so, I'm so jealous of that idea. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely go through periods of time where I recognize that and, uh, I can, I can accept that. There's also yeah. this whole thing, like in, in my career, I, I felt a weight. This is probably sounds silly to all of our listeners, but I felt a weight to not let down the spectators. You know, like to not let down, maybe it's my peers, but it wasn't really my peers. I wasn't, I wasn't as concerned with, you know, a fellow pro skier thinking that I'm not as good as I am, am or any of that. But I definitely felt like all of the people, no matter where I went to these events, all of these people came out and there was a fraction or a large portion or, you know, depending on where we were of people who were really excited to see me ski and I didn't want to let those people down. And that's a, yeah. that's a wild, no. a wild thing to go through. Um, well, and, yeah, yeah. And, but, and what's amazing though, is, is like, you just said that you still feel that way, you know, and I'm not, I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know, like just, again, this scenario when we we're all skiing together last week, all the radar team, you know, and, and I do the same thing too, where I'm like, you know, so-and-so like Rossi's watching or Corey Vaughn's watching or, or Brooks is in the boat. And I'm like, whew. 
I don't want to let these people down. You, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, an, it's, it's a crazy thing that we do and but it's, but it's, you know, it's normal, it's natural and, and it, and it's, you know, everyone's kind of in the same boat in that regard. It's just, what do you do with that? What do you do with those additional energy draws when it comes, when it comes down to, you know, to, to, to game time or to tournament day? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess maybe ultimately it's something in this vulnerability state of where we're at that we have to accept that we have to almost accept that we are vulnerable, that there, there is a scenario in which we do not perform the way that we want to perform. But we also have to understand that there's, there's a scenario where we perform as good or better than we, than we expected to go. Like, why would we yeah. only focus on one side of this and that that i think is a really important key to remember that there's just as many times or there's just as likelihood of of a outcome as being positive as it is negative but it's well, easy yeah. to it's easy to some would call it mental weakness but it's easy to let the noise come in and let the insecurities and those types of those types of feelings override what's really important and all the reasons why you're there and all that hard work you did leading into it and all mm -hmm. of those things and focus and get caught up in the noise instead of focusing on the keys that you have to success or the keys that you use day to day or, you know, any of those things that help you to, to do this thing. Right. Like one thing yeah. for, for me, easy, easy, breezy. I know that on tournament day, even when I wake up in the morning, I'm a little more butterfly in general than I am at home. For one sure. Of, one of the things that that causes me to do is be very much less interested in eating my breakfast, <laughs> right? Like that, I'm just, I'm a little more riled up. Yeah, I'm not really feeling the, not really feeling eating, but I might not ski till noon. Well, if I... And now I'm riled up a little bit more than normal. Now I'm skipping my breakfast. Now Dude, I'm coming yes. into the event. Did I just do what is my day-to-day -day or did I just take myself out of my day-to-day -day routine already? You know, I that, think... I, I, um, I'm glad you said that because that, that is something I, I've encountered um, numerous times with, with people that I coach where there's like, you know, it's like one o'clock and they're like, oh, I should have had breakfast. I'm like, What? Well, I just, my, my, I was just, my tummy wasn't feeling that great this morning, meaning nervous as, yeah. as hell. Um, so, you know, I, I, what I was feeling wasn't hunger. It was, it was nerves. I was like, yeah, this is insane. It's one o'clock and you haven't eaten today. Like you would never, you would never try to ski like this. That, that's uh, that's interesting. You know, that's interesting that you, that you mentioned that. Cause that it is, it's something I've, I've heard a time or two. Oh man. Um, my wife and general manager, she definitely, she definitely <laughs> kept me on point. I'd be, I'd be trying to shy away from it. And then she'd be like, well, here's an egg over toast. It's simple. It's not huge. Just eat something. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then she'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm making sandwiches for the lake. You're going to, you know, and if the tournament ran longer than whatever, she'd have it ready. And she's like, no, it's time to eat keep you on pro, you know, keep you on the program. So I had some accountability, which I very much was appreciative over considering that I probably would have been just like some of your students in the fact that I took myself out of day to day. So, yeah. Yeah. I think like, um, <clears throat> I, I think, so if we're just going to go through, you know, just some, just some general things to remember, and then maybe we'll even just kind of go, you know, like through, you know, like the, you know, some things to keep in mind, the two hours leading up to actual, you know, actual ski time. But I think like just general, you know, a few general things like, like one for me, 
you know, that, that it became helpful is, was just remembering, you know, you, you know, you, you pull into the tournament site that day and it's, and it, I think that thing to remember is like the hard work's already done, like the hard work, the dirty work, it's already over. Like this is, you know, you've been working for the last six months, uh, six years, 15, 20, 30 years, you know, depending on, on where you are in your, in your ski career, like you've been working all these years, all these thousands and thousands of hours for this, like for you to be able to enjoy like this experience, you know? So this, for me, that kind of let some of the stress go away where it's like, this is actually, this is, this is the reward. And this is the opportunity to kind of test some of the, you know, test the process and, and sort of see what needs tweaking down the road. But this, this, this isn't the, I used to feel like the tournaments were kind of the punishment, it, 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 kind of a weird thing. It was, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a good it's, way it's exactly to, this is, to evaluate it. Punishment. It, it, yeah, this it is for sure for part. me, the, the checks and balances of my training. So yeah. for me, tournaments are, and, and the higher, the, the, the more desire, <clears throat> sorry about that. The more yeah. desire that I have to ski well in an event, maybe AKA a higher level tournament for, for myself, be that regionals, nationals, pro tournament, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, the, the higher the stakes in my mind, because the stakes aren't any different. You're just going out to, to ski and you're not going to make a million dollars, you know, today. So it's not like you're high, high stake gambling, but it's to see exactly where you are in your, your, your tournament, your ability to do what you do in practice in pressure situations is really the, the game plan and to resonate with. So that's my checks and, you know, that that's what I use yeah. tournaments for is to see where I'm at and then create a new evaluate my practice game plan and then maybe tweak it if needed, depending on how these how these events go and, and how I perform in them. But it was really interesting that you basically started with what I really realized afterwards or as my career got further and further down the line and which is I would sit on the end of the dock and I would feel everything that our, our listeners are feeling and everything you and mm -hmm. I have been talking about and the butterflies and all of the the creep of of negative thoughts and weaknesses or or coulda shoulda wouldas and all of those things and I would sit at the end of the dock once I got my ski on the handles there and really I'd, I'd take a moment I'd look up I don't know why, you know, I just love to kind of look up, see the clouds passing by, maybe see the trees on the side of the lake or above the mm -hmm. dock. And I would just tell myself, you've done everything that you can possibly do leading into this moment yes. to be ready for this moment. So it's time to take a deep breath. I would smile. I would exhale a nice deep breath and I would know I'm ready to go. It's time let's go have some fun. You know, that's basically the, yeah. or let's go get this done. Like I, it doesn't have to be like, let's go have some fun. Yippee ki yay. But like, depends what your personality type is. Right. Yeah. But I'm yeah, ready I mean, to there's... roll right now. And that's it. Now, if I'm sitting in that position and I haven't done as much as I need to do, then, then in my, I always reflect after events. I think tournament reflection is probably the most important part of the tournament and to understand where, where did I perform well, as well as where are, what are areas that I could perform better? 
And I think that's the mental aspect or the approach to how you come into it. The lens that you see it through probably is a better way mm -hmm. to see like that's a that's a improvable part of your of your skiing book, I guess is what I would say. So mm -hmm. you can, you can, but that's stuff to be done afterwards when you're sitting on the dock or it's coming into, into your time to, to take the water. It's time to, to understand that there's nothing to change right now. This is, you are, you're where you're at, you're who you are, be vulnerable, be, you know, be in the moment, be ready to go. I think all of these things take you away from being in the moment. You know, they're all, they're all a distraction that is trying to take you away from your goal and then choosing the lens you want to see through this experience can help you to understand what to listen to, what not to listen to. Like if your mm -hmm. body's telling you I'm hungry, you probably should listen to that. If your body's saying, or if your mind's saying, you're not ready, you didn't do, you had a, or the, it's windy here now, this is, that, those are things that need to be understood and accepted but they don't have to be listened to in the, at the time i think that's For a really sure. important thing so let's go let's um <clears throat> i think like nice overview let let's go and again like you know you don't have to follow a, a plan but let's just let's go, let's go like like one hour to game time you know maybe we'll just go through this like here's like here's your one hour mark and maybe here's your five minute mark sort of thing like just what things that you found to be um you know, um, successful for you or, or lend itself to success for you and things to just maybe avoid, like, you know, and everything's going to look a little bit different, you know, but let's just, you know, if this is, you know, nationals or regionals or whatever tournament and it's an hour to go, what, where, where do you like to be, you know, physically, mentally, where do you like to be like one hour to one hour to game time? Well, I can back that up just slightly. I have a general yeah. rule that says, two hours before my ski time, A, mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm awake. I don't like to wake up. Like, I mean, if I'm going to ski at eight, I am awake at six. So yeah. don't, you know, I don't like, I just know that for me, it takes my, my body and mind that kind of time to be ready to roll in general. So that, that I'm, I'm not going to wake up at seven, throw my ski on at eight and go, go ski. Like that's really not my ideal setup. So two hours before anything, I want to make sure that I'm up moving around and, uh, making sure that I have time to be ready. So that's, that's that. Then, you know, I mean, I, I went through a lot of different stages in my career of what works, what doesn't work for me. I, I mean, for me sitting around, okay, let's, let's, let's not get to that point. Let's go back to your question. <laughs> one hour, one hour yeah. before game time, one hour before game time, I'm going to be at the lake one hour yeah. before game time. I know that in one hour, I will not get too hot. I won't get, you know, dehydrated. I won't get, you know, there's not enough time in that zone. So I want to be there for sure. One hour before probably a little bit more more time depending on the the yeah, me too. the high level of tournament and i'll just tell you this because i played that game where a lot of early on in my career i like to i was up plenty before i skied but i didn't like to get to the lake too early because i would get to the lake and it would my i would get a little bit more anxious than i would have normally 
And then that anxiousness basically turns into <laughs> turns into extra energy that I'm ex- yeah. that I'm expending over nothing, but but I'm expending <laughs> it. Right. I, I was, I was, I'm going to uh, interject. I was laughing because I was thinking about, you know, cutting that thing where like, I'm only going to be there one hour ahead. Cause that's the, da, da, da. I was thinking back to the early two thousands. There was the, the tour stop, Mastercraft tour stop in Orlando. And, and I remember uh, just the buzz around the site that uh, Bo Shane was stuck behind a train on that. Remember that the only road in and out of that, uh, that site at OWC Orlando water sports complex. Yes. Um, and did he end up hiking to the tournament? Like that leaving his car? Like, it seems like a Jamie thing, but there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, some of those stories got better than they actually were, but in my mind, he ended up walking to the, or hiking to the lake through the bush. But I'm not sure if that's exactly. You no, know, strangely, <laughs> I think that that could actually be what happened. I have too many urban legend or not. That's too many, too many things happened. Well, I can tell you, I've done it. I've uh, Malibu. Uh, it was a Malibu event in Illinois. I think it was at Sergey's place. Mm-hmm. Early, it was early on in my in the 2000s. I don't think it was. It was early on, and I like I said, I like to play it late. I came rolling in and didn't realize that it was quite windy that day. And you know, you you kind of time you kind of time yeah. five to ten minutes per skier. You say, okay, well, I'm 22nd off the dock. I've got two and probably two and a half hours, you know, before I ski. If if things are running fast, and I might have longer, if not. And I rolled up on the thing and I, I just, I remember seeing somebody come around the bend and I was like, oh, oh, whoa, oh, this is close. <laughs> this is close to where. And so I remember running to the dock, throwing it open. And then basically they said, you're up next. And yeah. I was trying to put my gloves on. My hands were shaking, you know, I, I and so basically completely unprepared and it, uh, happened to be extremely challenging conditions too, which did not, I would rather be over-prepared for that than under-prepared. So yes, <laughs> regardless to say I had a wild ride that uh, worked out okay, but is definitely wasn't preferable. So that's the pushing it too far on the wrong side as well. So what I was going to actually say is, yeah, I don't want to get there. So I don't want to get there so early that I, that I build all for, for how I am. I'm talking about myself. Everybody else will feel differently. Some people roll in and don't feel anything and that's great. And then they only feel it, you know, maybe before they ski or maybe they don't feel it at all. You know, there, there's different things, but for me, there's a, there was a level of time that I wanted to be there early so that I didn't have too much time to be any kind of anxiousness and, and have enough time to get ready. But there's also this, because of these things that have happened to me, there's also this pushing the edge too close. And then I would be starting to get anxiety, like, Oh, the, the number is getting too close. I'm not comfortable with this. So I would always be meaning I'm, I'm getting there too late basically. So I think there's a fine line in there that everybody will, will feel comfortable in and just know that you have to have the time that you want to have, but also. Yes, exactly. That that you want to have, like follow your personality type on this one. Um, you know, like I, I know it's what's worked best for me just, and, uh, you know, I, I, like I'm the guy that will never miss a flight. I'm, I'm, I'm the, you know, three hours to the airport early kind of guy. Um, you know, what, what's, what works best for me is, is like, typically I want to be at the lake before the tournament even starts. And as, as silly as that is, if that's your personality type, um, <clears throat> go follow your gut on this one. Um, and truly follow your gut on this one. Yeah. Just, you know, if you, you know, if you're, if your ski buddies want to show up at nationals, 
you know, they like to be the guy that gets there 45 minutes early, then find a, find a different ride. Be, be true to yourself on this one, whatever, you know, cause I'm just thinking of some of the people I coach, like some are, they would rather have it structured and show up the 90 minutes before. And I have other people that would be more like me and they'd want to be there before the tournament started. <laughs> so right. Whatever, whatever, you know, your personality on this one. So, so you're there. Uh, and again, maybe your event, your particular event has just started. You're about an hour out where, are you taking care of anything at this point, you know, or like when, when do you start sort of rolling into ski mode? I think, you know, I think an hour beforehand, I'm, I know how many, I always had a rule for me that was five skiers before I go, six skiers before I go, I start to move, <laughs> six skiers I go, I start to move around, I, I can you know, that. I mean, how many times did you walk up to the dock to check the running order and count down, you know, well, how many yeah, before until. You? Yeah, until our phones got good enough and you could take a picture of it. <laughs> but before that, it was like, yeah, I mean, every skier and a half, I'd be down there recounting just to make sure. <laughs> right, right. You just want to know so that you know, I, I my tournament prep runs this way. So at, at about six skiers to go, that's where I, my, let's say my first switch kind of flicks after yeah. after the one that gets me to the lake you know that's the what's your what's your what's your first switch my first switch is i'm gonna go so before that i'm going to try to keep i'm gonna keep things light i'm gonna mm -hmm. keep things authentic to things that make me feel comfortable or i'm used to meaning i'll probably mm -hmm. go find some friends that i'm i'm most comfortable with and just sit and chat with them and you know, catch up and keep things light and talk about where you've been or what you've been doing and that kind of thing. And then that, that hour meter kind of clicks in and then I'm probably just going to excuse myself from that situation. And for me, probably just going to go for a walk. I'm going to walk down the lake. I'm going to start to go into my own time in parts of my career. That would be headphone time, you know, headphone mm -hmm. time, time to go in um, you know, as I, all that did was just kind of take the outside noise away. Um, mm -hmm. again, if you're listening to this and you haven't skied nationals and you don't listen to music before you ski, this is not the time to, to start this. But, um, as I, as I started to go through these events, I mean, we're getting as pro skiers, you're getting something that feels, I, I'll tell you this. I always felt extremely relaxed skiing at nationals after skiing mm -hmm. at pro tournaments. Like for me, nationals was more of a fun event. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is I had done, you know, 10 to 20 professional tournaments a year. So I'm, 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 I'm experimenting on the fly to find out what works best for me. And yeah. so I found that, you know, about that hour out, I would probably throw the headphones on and then I'd go for a walk and, Really, I'm looking, you know, I usually walk down the side of the lake, kind of looking at the lake. Yeah, people might be skiing. I'm not really, I wasn't a guy that really wanted to watch each skier and see where yeah. they're at and then predetermine the buoy total I needed to go get to and that kind of stuff. I got to this place where I, I knew where I needed to be. I, you, you, are, you already know in general what the out, where the outcome kind of lies, like, where do I need to, in my skiing scope, where am I going to need to ski to, to get, to get the job done? And, and, uh, and I had to be okay with that. So I'm just, I'm walking down the lake and I'm just keeping it light and maybe somebody will 
say hi to me and I, I might just flick a, you know, one of my, my ear, ear pads off and say hi. But if they're trying to engage, I'm probably going to say, you know what, I'm actually getting ready to ski, you know, so I'm going to throw this headphone back in. I mean, ultimately, yes. this whole game is really about you being authentic to you, not For you, sure. not 100%. you. Yeah, not you doing what other people should be doing. You know, they, sh you know, I don't know. I just there's a lot of different things that happen there. But really, I think the punchline is just be authentic to what you need to be doing right now, regardless if maybe you have a couple of skiers that are better than you and they do a different warm up or they do a different prep or they're acting a certain way. That's that's if that's not authentic to who you are and what you do, then you already took yourself partially out of the game. So I agree. That's a hard one. To, it's a hard one to hard one to see in the moment and understand, but that's why tournament reflection afterwards is so important. So for me, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not doing anything super active uh, other than just moving around. And, you know, I'm not stewing on the fact that I have, you know, X amount of time or anything like that. I'm just trying to get moving, kind of get my headspace cleared a little bit, you know, I still have, I'll be honest, I still have lots of these thoughts and emotions running through my head. You know, some of these ones we've talked about that, that can be, can be looked at as a negative and also as positives. The negatives tend to want to try to creep in more and more, um, for, for some of us, not, not everybody. And that's, a, that's a really nice thing to have if that doesn't happen. But, uh, but ultimately I'm just kind of, keeping it loose, not letting those, letting those thoughts come in and come out, not stewing on them, yeah. not, yeah. not, not, you know, just putting more and more rubber bands around the ball and creating a bigger ball. I'm just, I'm just, you know, like, no, that's, yeah, that's a normal feeling. That's a normal feeling. <laughs> Felt that before. That yeah. I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. No, that's not it either. Those aren't things that I've, that I, would be thinking about before I ski in practice. So why would I think about them now? And I just kind of let it be is really kind of where I'm at with that. What, what about you about yep. an hour out? Where, yep. where, where's your head at? What are you, what are you up to? Yeah. Like what, I mean, I, well, I can tell like physically what I'm absolutely doing is I'll be, I'll be parked on the grass reading a book. <laughs> like Garrett, like that's just, that's kind of whenever I, whenever, cause whenever I travel, that's cause you know, I have little ones at home whenever. So whenever I travel, that's when I get to read. So I promise you I'll be reading a book somewhere and, and I'm going to, I'm going to be doing the same thing. Like I can remember, you know, on some of my best tournaments, like, you know, sitting shoreside reading a book and all of a sudden I get that wave, that familiar wave of like where it almost takes my breath away. Then I'll just be like, you know what? you like, not, not right now. Like this, all these, I can have a, a you know, a, some nervous energy, take my breath away or, or I can have some negative talk slip into my head and, and, and all of that, I'm, I'm just going to be like, you know, I think the kind of that mantra I had in my head is just not now, like not now. I, I do not need to deal with this right now. Meaning like, like not pushing it away, but meaning like, just let it, I can let it rattle around in my brain. It doesn't matter because I'm not going to deal with it right now because it's, I think I realized later in, 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 in my, my ski career that it, I was expending a lot of energy trying to control my emotions, um, trying to control these thoughts and, and, and trying to do that for hours. Well, well, first of all, trying to do it for days and then hours. Um, by the time I ever skied, I was just exhausted mentally, just 
you know, completely depleted. So I was just, if when they, when that stuff would pop, well, you know, pop in now, I'm just like, uh, it's, that's fine. It's, I'm not dealing with this right now. So go back, you know, go back to my book and, um, <clears throat> you know, so I, I'm kind of the same, just, I'm going to be, if I'm either going to be, if I'm by myself, that's fine. If I'm, if I'm going to be with people, it's going to be with people that, you know, I enjoy being with and, and I'm just anything that bubbles around in my head or in my stomach, I'm just, I'm fine with it. Just, you know, cause again, I'm not going to deal with it until it needs to be dealt with. Um, and then I'm, you know, my kind of mark is, is similar to yours. I add about, you know, eight skiers. That's when I'm going to start, um, uh, kind of like laying out my equipment. I've, I've already checked out my equipment when I got there, but about eight skiers, that's when I'm going to, you know, lay out my equipment, like the gear I'm going to be wearing, the ski gloves, handle, everything's, you know, everything is, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of counting through everything again, having it all set out, laid out where it needs to be. And then I'm just going to go back to my book until there's um, five or six gears left to go. But I think for me, the big one is, is not, don't, don't try and deal with your nerves. Don't try to deal with any kind of potential negative talk that's floating around in your brain, because, you know, you can deal with that much closer to game time if there is stuff floating around in there that you don't want. I think that's a a great way to explain how how to compartmentalize it. You're not you're not fighting the thought. You're not fighting to not be nervous. You're allowing yeah. it, but you're not you're not giving it credit. I think is the, for sure. Yes, really yeah, recognizing thing. it. It's it, it's it's there, and it's okay that it's there. And if there's like a little bit of Oh, what if I blow it? That's it's there, and it's okay if it's there. You don't need to deal with it right now. I, again, I think I think um, trying to deal with it too early, or trying to you know, trying to um, either dealing with it too early or pretending it's not there. Either one of those things is 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 you know, it takes a lot of energy and and it's exhausting. Yeah, you know. So yeah. don't don't I wouldn't even worry about it. So then we kind of both you know <clears throat> both said where we're going to be maybe that five skier mark, you're going to start your, the kind of physical portion of your preparation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's a couple of things I want to just throw in there real fast uh, on yeah. that last thought that jumped out at me. Number one, when I get to a tournament, the first thing I do is figure out where I want home base. Yeah. To me, I like having a home base. That means we know what that means. That means where I'm going to bring my ski bag and where my, my little, my little base is going to be. So I'm going to find shade. I'm going to find a spot that I feel comfortable. Some people like to be surrounded by a whole bunch of people. Some people like to be on the fringe of that. And some people just are, you know, Jamie Beauchene across the lake under a tree, you know, I mean, whatever it is, you know, yeah. you've got to find where you are. And the moment I do that, I do the same thing you do, unzip my bag, make sure this is whenever you get to the lake. If this is in the morning and you don't ski till <laughs> afternoon, I don't care. Get your stuff yeah. out and make sure you don't have two right gloves. Make sure yeah. you've got all the things that you're going to want, the board shorts you want, the, you know, whatever, make sure you've got it all. And then the first thing I'm going to do right off the bat is take my handle there. If I'm at a high level tournament, that's going to require yeah. a handle check right then I am going straight to the dock or straight to the handle check station. And I'm checking that thing because there is nothing worse than being checking it too, before you go and you're a smidge Yo. too long <laughs> and you're like, yeah. does anybody have a fid or you're yeah. trying to fid? Like, that's not the game. That's not the way that we're about to start talking about this next stage, right? Where you're starting to close in on it. So why would I ever want to be 
put myself in a position that now I have to deal with something that is out, out of the norm that I could have dealt with before. So deal with all those things before. Make sure your bindings are, you know, your binding screws are tight and, you know, make, just make sure your everything's done. That that happens when I get to the lake right off the bat. And then uh, the other thought is I, I've read a lot of books on, you know, high level athletes and that. And, you know, you think about Michael Jordan and you think about Kobe Bryant and you think of these greats, let's say this is basketball I'm talking about, but it doesn't really matter. These great athletes. And just for, just for, I think everybody's feel good about themselves. These guys were crazy nervous going into turn into games. Like there wasn't a game that they didn't feel nervous it's just how do you deal with that? So I just wanted the relatability to everyone that even even the the greatest of all times are that have to deal with some sort of yeah. something. Um, and for me personally, uh, when I felt nothing, I also did not ski well. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, you know. Too. So anyway. So anyway, back to. Now, what do you, we're, we're talking about now we're inside an hour. Yeah. Well, oh, no, like, now you know, as it's closing in, like when's my next. Yeah. yeah. What's your next switch? So I would say at depending, it depends on the tournament. You know, I, I, there's kind of like a, I, you can kind of tell how fast this thing's running. You know, if people are, if it's, if it's, let's say the conditions aren't as ideal, maybe a little bit windier, people aren't running as many passes, then I know that I, you know, maybe my three skiers out or four skiers out, it might be four, it might be three, somewhere in that range. Um, I like to do then what I do is, is a warm up. you know? So for me, I'm going to go for a run, uh, but I do this and I do the, everything that I ever do in a tournament, I do before I ski and practice. Perfect. So like, like very valid, very important point. Don't ever do anything that's out of the norm because it's out of the norm. So it's not going to put you into that zone that you're used to being in. I mean, if you, I grew up in Vermont, we skied out of a boat, you know, like, so three guys would go in a boat and then you would, you would ski from the boat and it would, there wouldn't be the, a warm up zone in the boat. There was not, none of that. So as I realized going to tournaments that I wanted to have a pre-ski routine, then I realized that I needed to set the tone that I'm going to ski first in the boat. Uh, so I can do my, all my pre-ski warmups on shore. And then when we jump in the boat, I'm ready to go and I'm going to go. And that's, that's just the way I needed it to, to make that work. I ski at a private lake now, so we work from the dock. And so it, it's much, much more normal to be able to have a pre-ski routine and to set yourself up that way. So for me, I, I've set my skiing up that I like to go for a short run. Mm-hmm. And that run, I keep that run under a mile. If I'm at the ski lake, then that means, you know, if there's a path that goes around the lake, then I'm probably going to run, you know, around the lake once or, or what I'm just going to try to keep it under a mile. After that, I think your body starts going into like that runner's high type of thing. Runner's high is more of a slow twitch type of long game uh, preparation. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think water skiing is a fast twitch instant kind of, uh, fast, fast, it's fast switch sports. So for me, I don't, I want to get my blood pumping 
preferably I want to, I want to actually begin to sweat for me. I like that when I, you know, when I go for a run in the moment, especially like, let's say we're at Okahili, right? I go for my <laughs> run while I'm running. I feel a little bit of sweat, but like when I stop, I feel that little whoosh. Like I like that. <laughs> then I know really all I I'm doing, really. all I'm doing, there's two, twofold of what, what's happening there. There's the physical aspect, which is I am getting my body warmed up meaning, and that's really what I'm doing. I'm heating my body up. I'm making sure my muscles are, are warmed up and ready to go. That's, that's really what's happening there. And then B it's also as important to me, if not, well, it's as important to me is that it gives my mind time to understand that the game is coming. And it's kind of like a, it's a trigger for me that I do. So for me, when I start to run, we talked about this, some of those ideas are going to run through your head. Some will be positive, some will be negative, but I let them run, but I do not dwindle on them. They just, they're like in, in one side, out the other, you know, all the insecurities that I may have at a moment, they start going. And then the longer that I run, the more, and maybe I didn't have a great week of practice leading into it or whatever it is, doesn't really matter. I let those thoughts run. And then as, as I'm running, and as I, I can tell you that as I close in on the finish of my run, all of those thoughts have had their opportunity to pop in there and then pop back out. And they're, and they're just, they're able to pass. They're just fleeting emotions, distractions, shiny objects, because they're trying to be loud. And like you said, I'm just, I just say, you know, now's not the time for that. You know, so mm-hmm. and, the, and that's the and this, and keep that. in mind, yeah, and keep in mind, this is like this is this is probably thirty minutes until you're going to be on the water, and you're still okay with with whatever whatever your emotions happen to be at that moment. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's totally right. fine. Like it, it just is. It, I mean, it. I just let them run. Let them run. Yeah. It's the way I do it. Now, you know, we're talking from maybe maybe both of us had more more mental. Uh, ideas coming through our head than, than some of our listeners do, you know, but I just want to be relatable to people so that they understand that this is not uncommon. And it, yeah. And you see it, you see us as these solid pillars that must never even get nervous or must just always be game ready. And no, we've just found, we've found tools that are authentic to who we are and where we are in our skiing to help us to, to, to set us, to set, not even to help, to set us up to be in the moment to perform better. Cause ultimately yeah. that's the mega line is you, you just want to be in the moment when it's time to perform with three to four skiers left that, you know, I go for my run. Where, where are you at with this trend? Like what, what's, what are, where are you happening? Well, Do I you mean, have to times? What is it? Yeah. Like same thing. Like, you know, for me, it's about five skiers. I'm going to start like my physical warm up, and I'm, and like you, um, it won't be the same as yours. Um, excuse me. I, I've probably spent a, a lot of the morning walking. Um, I, I typically don't run um, anymore before, but definitely I'll go for a walk. And then, and then I'm going to go into the, into this really strict, um, physical warm up. you know, the same one I do every single set, whether it's, you know, a fun set, a serious set. I, I mean, I won't ski unless I have my 15 minutes to, to warm up. Um, and, and, and I, like you at that phase, I'm okay with anything. I'm okay with nervous. I'm okay with self-doubt. I'm okay with confidence. I'm just, I'm just trying to stay in that, that kind of physical 
realm, meaning all I'm doing right now is, 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 you know, warming up my muscles, get letting everything fire, getting my blood flowing. Um, and, and then from there, I'm, you know, I'm probably going to go, you know, um, start gearing up, you know, you know, with probably three skiers, I'm a little bit on the early side, maybe maybe the fourth skier before me has just hit the water. I'm that's when I'm, I'm going to start, I'm going to start gearing up out, you know, in terms of at least, at least, you know, boardies, um, certainly not going to go life jacket gloves, any of that stuff, but I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll at least get my boardies going. Um, and, and, and again, just not worrying about, you know, and I, I just have this idea in my mind, like I, I can remember doing some of my more successful events, doing these warm ups, and still having these feelings that that aren't the good feelings yet, but just being like, not yet, it's it's fine. Those things can rattle around. This is about the physical right now. I'm not worried about um, about emotional yet. Yeah, I think that you know, bottom line here, like I'm listening to you, I, I do I do similar things. I mean, listen, if your body, let's say for for me, my, my run is, I am not trying to set a fast six minute mile. I'm jog walking kind of just whatever I need to do to feel like I'm moving. And that's what works for my body. If that doesn't work for your body or doesn't work for your mind, that's not part of your jam. That's my jam. So Trent, you've got a different, different setup. And I think that that's, that it's accomplishing the same, it's accomplishing the same things. And really it's like, you know, if you have a, if it's like having a schedule and not a schedule, like it's not a strict schedule. So it may be not that way, but what it's really doing is allowing your body and mind to know that you're preparing it for, for what's coming. Yeah. And, and you're doing it in the most familiar fashion possible. Like, you know, so again, when I'm doing that warm up, it feels like, you know, I might, if I, if I'm in, you know, chilly doing this warm up. Well, it, it's exact same thing. I did it in, in Martindale, Texas, the, the three days earlier. So there's just a familiarity to it. So there's a, you know, there's a physical component to it, but there is also, also an emotional component component to it also where, you know, I may be more nervous than usual, but this feels very familiar to me. And then, so from there, um, I'm going to go through a little bit of a, of a, of a mental, um, mental warm up, meaning like I, I'm going to, for me, I'm going to move through one pass and I'm not going to, it's not going to be a lot of traveling. I, I can actually do this sitting down where, where I'm going to, I'm going to pull out for my gates and, I, and, and, and while doing that, I'm, I'm going to fire the right, um, chain, like the, the right, the right muscle chain or, or sorry, the, the correct muscle chain of what gets tight when and where I'm going to move through the gate turn in and I'm going to, you know, my eyes are typically closed and actually I typically do it sitting down. Um, but I'm going to go through one pass. Um, and it doesn't matter to me what pass it is, but I'm going to, again, there's going to be a, a mental and physical component is that I'm going to be, my hands are going to be squeezing as tight as they would be squeezing under the handle. My core is going to be activated. I'm going to be just, there's not a lot of movement involved, but there's definitely, I'm, I'm firing the, 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 the chain of muscles that are going to, you know, in the, in the, in the appropriate sequence. So I'm going to just see one pass, um, and then from there, I'm going to see, this one's kind of a funny one, but um, <laughs> this one's actually really funny, but I, I'm like oriented, you know, I will be oriented towards in, in the direction that the course is going. And I'm going to see my ski go through the gates all, you know, hopefully five times um, just as a last little check, you know, so I know I make, I make all, hopefully if I get to my fifth pass, all five gates. Um, and then 
tie the handle up to a tree. I'm going to get into each lean one time and then that's it. Now that's, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like now I'm, I'm, I am absolutely ready from there. I start, I start gearing up. Listen. Well, not true. First of all, I'm going to splash water in my face on the lake. Sorry. Then I'm going to put the rest of my gear on minus my gloves. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So that is what a, I couldn't think of a better talking point than what you just brought up because one might think that everybody should do a mental run through the, you know, before they ski and have all this visualize visualization tools and all of these things and be utilizing them. I spent a huge portion of time believing that that needed to be part of my skiing and believing that it was the only way and come to find out that that is not a technique that I use at all. And, um, I find it to be completely, completely detrimental to my skiing. Yeah. So, and only, only way I found this was to, to apply this where, where would I find the, where, when would this want to creep in? This would always want to creep in at an event. But <laughs> I told my, like, when I look back for what I do in practice, that was never part of it. I've never, that's never been a strong suit in my, in my skiing is vis- visualization, not in how to do things. I, I see that a lot. Like I see how I want to move and act on the ski. But running my head through, like looking at the lake and then closing my eyes and running my head through those passes, you know, I skied a ton with Jamie Beauchene and he was great at it. And that, that was something that was a strength of his. And, you know, when you're looking at how well people are skiing and your peers and things like that, and you see them utilizing that, I too started to utilize that. For me, it was not, it was not successful. And if anything, it caused me to have more internal dialogue that was leading me away from where I wanted to go or just distracting, distracting me from what was important. So I'm really happy you brought that up because that what you said will resonate with some of our listeners and may not with others. And I think that's, yeah. And bottom line is, is like you, like you, you mentioned earlier um, in this episode is, is if you don't do it in practice, don't do it in tournament. And that is, that's that quick, you know, 16 second, um, kind of run through I do. And again, it's, it's, it's more physical than it is visual. Um, that's something I do every single time I ski. So yeah, that's, that's perfect. Like, again, this isn't about getting anyone out of their zone. Um, that, that, that authenticity is, is the most important part. Um, and then, okay, what, what do you, so, like for me, I I don't I don't get to the dock until the skier before me has left. That's just that's the way I like to do it. Um, what do you What are you taking to the dock? I do you mean, take anything to the dock other than the obvious, or 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 what? Or what, I think what my answer I think my answer answered your question. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that I go with just the stuff that I need to ski with. Yeah. Um, you know, my my ski bag is going to be walking distance from the start dock. Yeah. So I will sit by my ski bag and like you said, I'll skip my, sit by my ski bag until it's the guy before me is on the dock getting ready as that boat pulls in to pull up that skier or just maybe halfway through the guy, the, well, for me, the guy Mm -hmm. before me, 
So I've got one and a half before I might start, I might walk over the dock so that when the guys, the guy that's going is, is putting his ski on and the boat's pulling up, I'm there on the dock with my gear. I've already checked that I have the right gear. And so I don't, but I don't, I'm not going to go sit there for three skiers and be again, chatting with people that I'm not familiar with or any of that, because that's not how I would normally do it. That's not how I do it in practice. I'm I'm hanging out with people I'm familiar with and I'm having very low key, low key talks, you know, that are probably less water ski specific and just more life, life stuff. But so anyway, um, so yeah, I'm probably going to go down there, you know, one or one or two skiers before time to go, but I've got my life jacket unzipped. I'm going to walk over. I'm going to get my gloves wet. I'm going to get my gloves on you know, as that skier leaves the dock so that I know that now I'm, I'm ready to go. My ski's down in place and my handle's been given to the right person. And, and now it's, you know, now, now, now I'm starting to go into, uh, you know, the final stages of, of what I would say is, you know, I'm ready to roll, which is just having confidence that everything I've done to this point Hmm. is ready, you know, is, is what I could have done. And so now it's time to actually, now I know it's time to go have some fun, but that's, that's, I like, we like, like having confidence in, in, yes, in in that everything you've done to prepare for this point is going to give you the result that you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And, and like, that seems really obvious, but being okay with that, like being okay with that just uh, again, draws less energy from, you know, from the, the limited resource that you have. Like whatever you've done up to this point is, it's, it's, it's like, I don't want to say that the, that the result is, is predetermined, but the result is going to be, uh, it's going to be the result of everything you've done up to that point, whether it's great, whether it's good or whether that weekend it ended up needing to be bad. It's, you know, again, it's not predetermined, but, but detachment from it is a really I think that's like a valuable tool, like not getting super hung up on the potential outcome, you know, letting the outcome be what it's going to be that day and and just sticking to the, you know, to the process. I think, um, so leading up to the only, the only thing outside of the bare necessities that I take to the dock insists, you know, stuff I've gathered from the past is, is I will absolutely take a bottle of water. Um, and the other one is, is I'll take a, sacrificial towel um i always bring a towel that i don't love to a tournament also in case in case it disappears but and i'll tell you why um the crunchy beach if, towel well yeah and like <laughs> just like just a, a you know a dock towel or a bow towel and, right. and it's a lot of a lot of tournament starting docks if you don't you know especially if it's a three event like a lot of them are carpeted where you put your ski on and there's often a ton of soap in those in that in that on that dock in that carpet um, and if you use, I use, you know, like the radar vapor boot, which you don't want, you don't need, nor would you want soap in it. So I don't want that unfamiliar slippery binding feel kind of stressing me out. So I'll lay the, I'll lay a, you know, a towel down, um, to, before I put my ski on. And that sounds silly, but it, I hate having soap in my bindings or I sit down and now I've got soap on my gloves and soap on my handle. And it's just like one thing I don't want to have to think about. Um, well, that's a great tool. So. That one, that one, yeah, I think that one is a, yeah, um, that one might be useful for some people. Bottle of waters, I think is a good one. And uh, definitely bring a, 
bring a towel if you think getting, you know, again, because I, I don't want to sit down on the dock and just, now I've got soap in my shorts. So, because some, some, some docks are terrible in that regard. Well, yeah, I, um, I would definitely say that on the same token, I don't think about that, but I do think about where I'm going to put my ski on. And I am yeah. not, a, I'm not afraid to put my ski on in an, unorthodox place if i feel better about where that is even if that's straight on the dock surface versus being on the pad i I, then i'll just be real gentle with how i do it i'm not recommending this to everybody i'm just telling you what i do yep same with me yeah it might just be a little it might be a you know, if there if there is something that if, if if that in particular has always bugged you about some tournament docks, some of them there's they're slippery, or some of them you're like, man, this can't be good on my ski. Take a towel, yeah, lay a towel down. You know, it it seem, may it's may seem like it's being a little prima donna, but you know, you might as well be comfortable. And then for me, like the last this sort of the last switch for me is um, <clears throat> without it, it's not a huge process, but I I you know, the, the skier before me is on the water. And so now, like now I'm going to, I deal with any potential negative, um, self-talk that might be rattling around in there. And for me, I just do it just simple, maybe three or four breaths where it's, it's, um, for me, I have this idea of like breathing in, like just the whitest, cleanest air possible and breathing out, you know, the more negative it is, the, the blacker it is. And I just, I'll just breathe in clean and, and, and breathe out black gray until everything, you know, until my breath going out is, is, is as clean and bright as the breath coming in. Um, and again, it's not like an hour long process. It's if, if I'm feeling great, it's one breath. If I'm feeling a little bit, you know, hung up on potential negative outcomes, maybe it's four breaths. Um, but just, I just, just breathe it out, breathe any of that negative out of you. Um, and then the very last thing is, is I, I, and this is especially true at when you get to go to bigger tournaments, you know, be it regionals or nationals. Um, just take one second, just, uh, you know, soften your gaze a little and just, just look around you. Like the, you know, there's banners, there's people, there's volunteers, there's maybe spectators. And like, just for a moment, appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. because there's going to be a day when you look back, you know, and, and you're, you're, you're going to miss these times, um, you know, fondly, you're going to remember upon them fondly. You're going to miss them dearly. Um, so don't, don't miss it. Don't miss the fact that, you know, there's been hundreds of people putting in thousands of dollars and thousands of hours to provide you this opportunity. So make, make, make sure, you know, before you go into full kill mode, um, just appreciate your surroundings a little bit because it's, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is once in a lifetime. That is that is a hundred percent true. I do the same exact thing. You know, I would say take take deep breaths. I think that when when we are anxious or any of these things are going in, we're taking very shallow upper chest breaths. So what you were getting at, that would be exactly what I would tell people. Just take nice, deep, slow breaths, not insanely deep. You're not trying to hold your breath, but just feel the good come in, feel the relaxation of the exhale enjoy it and then when it's time to go like every time i would be sitting in the water with my ski in the water hand on the handle boats approaching you know i do the same thing that you just said i the soft gaze down the lake might look up might just say this is where i'm supposed to be this is where i wanted to be i've done everything that i can do it's time to enjoy it's in time it's time to be in the moment and and go put it put forth my best opportunity and uh, I'll deal with anything that I need to afterwards. Now, now it's go time and I'm ready for battle. If, um, 
that's that's perfect. If if you're if you're skiing a tournament this weekend, um, if this is Nationals week for you, or 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 whatever tournament this might be down the road, um, kill it and and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs>